0: hashtag SAFM facts of faith all right this is now the last leg of facts of faith 23 minutes before 9 uh, got a pleasant distraction there very pleasant thank you very much Laola. appreciate the text I see it thank you very very much um, let's let's go now to our author for the evening and our author uh, is a, an author of a book titled the premium of leadership the premium of leadership leading in season and out of season that sounds nice and profound isn't it but what exactly does it mean well the premium of leadership provides a critical and inciting well Message about the leader's purview in relation to their calling, regardless of their sector. Daring leaders to lead with a high premium of intelligent effort, unlimited pragmatism, and true ethical behavior. Oh, my goodness, making leadership an authentic preoccupation and undertaking to devote one's life, talents, and resources to complete an engaging assignment. Wow. What exactly does this mean? Well, joining us now is our guest, who will be giving us some perspective on his penmanship, is Dr. Ezekiel Matole. Good evening to you, doctor, and thank you very much for agreeing to talk to us.
1: Uh, good evening, my and Good evening to your listeners. Thank you for the opportunity to engage me this evening. Uh, much appreciated to be on your show. Just decode
0: and deconstruct the title first the premium of leadership leading in and
1: out of season i think uh, the concept about the premium of leadership is that there is a price to be paid to be a leader there is a cost to leadership the cost is about leadership as a way to craft to say when you're a leader you respond to your calling in line with the mandate that you believe you have to be a worthy partner in your responsibility, in your tenure, to do what you're supposed to be doing. The premium is about the premium of engagement. that the leadership demands total engagement. Using all your resources, leveraging on them, like a pro, modeling leverage in order to ensure that you use the resources at your disposal, to achieve the objectives that are there for the benefit of the community, for the benefit of your organization. And that requires you to be a person who strives for disciplined performance, where you lead and you want to try to be a leading performer so that when you are leading, you try to add value. And also understanding that leadership is not always rosy. There are moments where when you lead, things don't go your way. We call them out of season moments, where you have to lead, where you have to make sure that you reframe your thoughts, you recalibrate your plans, you change your strategies, you adapt to the changing environment, but you still keep the main thing, the main thing, and you focus on the big picture and you exercise tenacity in order to achieve your goals. So, those are some of the things that are part and parcel of the premium leadership. And also, this premium of leadership requires you to respond to the challenges of injustice that is in the world. You before, that b- before we, we get get
0: to that uh, there, yes. uh, Doctor, I need you to help me understand because I've, I've I've heard this phrase oh so many times and I've always been seen and perceived as a contrarian when I ask. Yes. What do you mean by big picture?
1: I think we are saying every leader has a specific assignment within their context to accomplish certain things. Whether it's in politics, it's in economy, whether it's in the social terrain, there's specific things that you need to accomplish in order to justify why you are there as a leader. There's expectations from the community. There's expectations from the shareholder if you are leading a specific organization. There's a reason that is behind what you're supposed to do as a leader. So that's what I'm referring to. And that reason must be accomplished.
0: Okay, so we we have this general understanding of of what a leader is. However, this general understanding seems, in my humble estimation, you could correct me if I'm wrong, we we tend to make managers uh, leaders. We call managers
1: leaders. Is that
0: the same thing? Is a leader and a manager the same thing?
1: They are not necessarily the same thing, but you might find somebody uh you know you, when you are a, when you say you are a leader uh you, you 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 are at a place of strategic responsibility and when you are a manager you're at a place of operational responsibility but sometimes you know we we, we lose the plot in in the definition because sometimes as a leader you might have to switch you know responsibilities on the basis of the context that you are in okay and then, who who are you writing the
0: book for? Who are you intending to be the reader of your book? Who are you intending to consume the content in your book? I the think, manager
1: or I, the leader? I think I I am writing the book for anyone who has interest in leadership. That's how, that's how I'm I'm writing the book for anyone who has interest in leadership. Is because it your view that anyone will understand it?
0: Excuse me? Is it your view that anyone will understand it? If you're saying you're writing it for anyone who's interested in leadership, is it your view, your understanding that everyone will comprehend the the actual premium, will appreciate the necessity for you to understand that there's a premium? If
1: you want to have it, it will cost you something. Will
0: everyone understand that?
1: I think in my own view, when I wrote it, and I, you know, Uh, put my my, my recollections and my reflections on paper. I thought anybody can understand it because I don't necessarily think that uh, leadership is a terrain that is exclusive for anybody. All of us are leaders in our own country. We are leading in in our communities. We are leading in societies. We are leading in clubs. We are leading in our homes. Everyone is a leader in their own right.
0: Ah, I I, I imagined you would say that because... Again, uh, that surely cannot be true because if everyone is a leader, then therefore no one is a follower. Because the very definition of a leader means you are followers. Followers are not leaders, they're followers. Surely not everyone can be a leader. That's both logically
1: and philosophically inaccurate, isn't it? In, in my view, I believe you can't lead everywhere. You can't lead everywhere. I lead in the church. I'm a community leader but I've got political leaders I follow. So even when you lead up, you can live in a specific field, in a specific sector. I understand, are... sir. I understand. I,
0: I, before we get to that part, we will come to yeah. that, the various avenues yeah. of leadership. I just need yeah. for us to, to be able to understand the very essence of the concept of leadership and this very yeah. romantic or romanticized version of leadership that says everyone is a leader is not true. That's what I'm bringing to your attention. And I need you to rebut it or confirm it, affirm it, or dispute it that you, if you're a leader, you're a leader. You cannot be a leader if you don't have anyone following you because the very definition of being a leader means you have people following you and those who are following are not leading. They're following. Therefore, not everyone is a leader. It's not possible to have everyone being a leader or else we have chaos and commotion.
1: No, no, no. no. From my own perspectives, I'm saying, yeah. from my own perspective, and just give me a chance just to explain my perspective. I get your view, but I'm saying, we can't lead everywhere. We can't lead anyway. There's people who are leading in certain sectors. And when they are leading, we are their followers. You are leading me in the radio. I'm your follower. You are the one who's responsible. I'm responding to your question. I'm not there as a leader. I'm not in charge. I'm not there who's directing the conversation. I'm following and I'm giving response and answers to your question. So I'm saying, you know, part of the view is that First, you must be a good follower because before you become a leader, you see. Because as you follow other people, you learn about leadership. You learn about leadership. And as you learn about leadership, when it's your chance to lead, others must lead must follow when you are leading. So it is, it is it is that way. We have to understand the law of reciprocity, you see. The law of reciprocity. when the traffic cop stops me on the road, he's leading there. I'm not leading, I'm just a driver. You see, so we have to understand that authority, we don't exercise authority in every place. You see, and that is why we are not supposed to say that's a recipe for chaos. We need to understand that there are other people who will be in a place of responsibility when we are not supposed, when we are not leading, but we are supposed to follow.
0: So um, I want to give you a practical example and then perhaps yeah. that's how we will wrap it up and then we'll, you'll yeah. tell us more about your book. Um, we, we, we have a, a democratic society today yeah. and yeah. our society has adopted this democracy ever since yeah. 1994 and this is something that our leaders have been vying for and fighting for and they finally acquired and secured it, political yeah. leadership in 1994 where we have a parliament that would decide who's going to be the president of the republic and that parliament is put there, as we'll do next year, by our votes when we vote for who shall be in parliament. It seems as though that hasn't helped us much. This democracy where we decide on who is going to be leading and how they're going to be leading, we tell the leader how they should lead us that doesn't make a leader much of a leader if he's going to be told by the follower how to lead is democracy a good example of leadership
1: I think there's many forms of or there's many forms of systems of leadership but when it comes to democracy i mean let's take it in our own context when we vote for leaders i think our challenge that we face is that we vote for leaders, And we we think our leaders have the solutions to everything. And once we have voted for them, we don't hold them accountable to do the things that they pledged to do when they were vying for power. We go to sleep as voters. I think we should be involved as voters to be in a position to hold leaders accountable to the mandate that they took in order to transform society. So that we continuously engage them through their tents and make noise in such a way that they are going to be doing what they are supposed to be doing. Now the problem is that we vote leaders, then we go into a state of a and leaders do what they want to do. Because if you look at this, if you look at our community, at our community, there is not a high level of activity where we engage people. We engage our counselors. We engage our Members of provincial parliament. We engage mem- parliamentarians at a national level. I think it should be a continuous thing that when leaders are voted in, we don't abdicate our responsibility to remind them that they are there for the sake of the community. All right. Now, give us
0: one example of the biggest costs. One premium that. All leaders need to expect to fork out when they step into the realm of leadership.
1: I think one of them is is that leadership demands what you call total engagement. You see, they need to be engaged in their own responsibilities as leaders, to be engaged to do what they're supposed to do. Because sometimes people think leadership is provision and leadership is action. Leadership is about setting goals and working hard, using all the resources you have, engaging your teams, engaging the community to ensure that you accomplish what needs to be accomplished. That's what is leadership to me, according to my own view. So in the reverse, if we're reverse
0: applying that, if you are not totally engaged, would I be correct to say that you're not a good
1: leader? I think in my own view is that you are a leader who's neglecting their responsibilities. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay.
0: Oh, I wish I could have a conversation with you about other things, especially with that line of thinking. Okay. <laughs> uh, th- we have now a president, the president of the Republic, Odada Cyril Matamela Ramaphosa was accused of being totally detached from the people when he felt he is not going to account for what is happening in these couches and mattresses because after all he is the head of state, I imagine that's what he was thinking would he also fall foul of that rule that you've just outlined there that you must be totally engaged Uh, Not too long ago, there was a a march to say our president doesn't really care. He's not doing anything about the load shedding that we're suffering in South Africa. Quite frankly, we're told by his predecessor that in three years' time, we'll have forgotten about load shedding. But it seems as though it has now become worse and worse and worse, the issue of load shedding. Seems as though he's not totally engaged with the people of the republic. And all the time when you listen to what's happening in parliament... All the opposition parties seem to be saying the exact same thing. Here's the question. Is our president a good example of a leader who has paid his premium?
1: I think, from my view, with just the long summary you have given, me describing you know, what the people are saying, what the people are feeling, I, I think people are expressing their own reality about what they feel about their leader. And their expression has become a reality to them, because that's what they feel, that's what they experience, that's what they observe, and it has become the reality. And I think it's about time that our our leaders, including the president, that they listen to the voice of the people, with where they are, with the challenges that they are facing. You see, because people had expectations with. They are hopes in raised about the new dawn that he was bringing when he came into power. So I think what is important is his accountability is to the people. So he needs to listen to the people and bring them along more than listening to the party that he's serving. Because I think him and the party must, be, must, be, must take responsibility to be in a position to engage the community, in terms of their experiences, because people have made their experiences their own reality, and, and, and I mean it has been voiced over and over again by the same constituency that has voted for him.
0: But that still, my question still stands. There, Doctor, is yes. our president an example, a good example of a leader who has paid his premium?
1: I think in some instances he has paid his premium. In some instances, they're still challenges.
0: Oh, I'm aching to ask you a question. Are you going to vote for him next year? (laughs) (laughs) You don't have to answer that. Your vote is your right. It's your secret. It's okay. I'm just aching. I'd love to hear what your answer would be. Thank you very much, Doctor. I really appreciate your time. We really need to end our conversation there.
1: Your book, where is it available? Uh, My book is available on Amazon. People can buy it on Amazon. It's available if they go on Amazon. They can also contact us. On our WhatsApp line, which is 069-114-1654, or also on uh, my, my, my my website, which is emkbook.org.za, or emkbook.co.za, and it is available there, and, and then we can give a position to courier it to them. And Love also me. from our publisher, Publish Africa publisher, is also available. All
0: right. All right, thank you very much for your time, Doctor. I really appreciate your insights and thank you very much for writing the book. We really love people who write their ideas down and not just howl at us. Thank
1: you very much. Thank you very much for the opportunity and thank you to your listeners for being listening. Thank you.
0: Up next, we'll play your voice notes.